0: The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. ComBank's Next Chapter program provides services and support to help those impacted by financial abuse. It's part of their commitment to supporting the financial well-being of customers and communities.
1: Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball.
0: And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 31st of July. In your Squiz today, a new take on closing the gap. Arrests in Hong Kong. Ashbardi pulls out of the U.S. Open, and a big day for archaeologists. This is your Squeeze today. The Closing the Gap strategy was set up in 2008 after former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd delivered the national apology to Indigenous Australians. Its aim was to reduce Indigenous disadvantage based on seven targets. Each year since, the Prime Minister of the Day has delivered a report card to the Parliament on the progress made under those targets, the consensus being that not enough Progress is being made. Scott Morrison Clare, along with Indigenous Affairs Minister Ken Wyatt, has now essentially turned it on its head.
1: Yeah, they blew it up at the start of this year when it was very clear that the targets weren't quite right and the effort behind them wasn't quite aligned, and that meant that, as you say, not a lot of progress was being made. So what Scott Morrison did was to get Wyatt and also the respected Indigenous advocate Pat Turner to come up with something better and that's what they've announced yesterday. It's 16 targets across things like education, employment, justice, housing, uh, also languages and they're now aligned under that and will get working. The targets are said
0: to be a bit more specific. It's not without its critics, though.
1: No, it isn't. And, of course, even Pat Turner yesterday said that it might not include everything that our people want or need, but it's a huge step forward. There is, though, some high-profile dissent from people like Noel Pearson and Warren Mundine who aren't quite uh, as enthusiastic as others are.
0: The work starts now, I guess. To COVID and yesterday in Victoria, there were 723 new cases of coronavirus and 14 deaths. At least 10 of the deaths were elderly people in aged care homes, Claire.
1: Yes, still a lot of concern, of course, about what's happening in aged care homes in Victoria. A lot more resources are heading that way and has even arrived in the last day or so. So there's hope that they can at least start staffing those aged care homes better and preventing the spread of coronavirus in that setting.
0: Looking across the papers today, lots of talk about the plight of people in those aged care homes and the heartbreak for the families of those affected. From Monday, everyone in Victoria is required to wear a mask outside their home. And in New South Wales, 18 new cases yesterday, Claire, with known clusters getting bigger.
1: There's a sense that there's something happening in New South Wales, so they'll very much be hoping that those numbers start to turn downwards after some known clusters, particularly based around some restaurants, are getting a bit bigger. And to the numbers across the nation,
0: it took from January to the end of June to hit 8,000 cases in Australia. Many of those, of course, were returned travellers. The next 8,000 cases were added in July and most were locally acquired. So Australia's now had 16,303 cases. 9,500 of those have recovered from the virus. 189 people have died. Four students have been arrested in Hong Kong for inciting secession on social media. Secession in this context meaning to break away from a country. This is the first time China's new national security law has been used to make an arrest.
1: What they're accused of doing is going out on social media and announcing plans to set up an organisation that advocates for Hong Kong independence. That, of course, is something that uh, authorities don't want to see and it's not allowed under this new security law. Uh, Also, what's happened overnight is 12 pro-democracy candidates have been banned from running in the upcoming Legislative Council elections that, of course, as you can imagine, has really uh, incited a, a very uh, outraged response from people, including Chris Patton, who was the UK's last governor of Hong Kong.
0: He said that Beijing was carrying out an outrageous political purge. And Trump's tweeting overnight has suggested a delay of the presidential election scheduled for November. He says he has concerns about the mail-in voting process, so that's literally voting by post. He reckons it could increase the
1: chances of a fraudulent election result. He's really been drumming that theme up in recent months. Of course, mail-in voting is a lot more relevant this election because of the coronavirus pandemic. A lot more people will stay away from polling booths on Election Day and will mail it in. But what Trump has been saying is that it is very susceptible to fraud. Uh, Critics have said that he's only saying that because in the past, mail-in voting has not favoured Republican candidates, which, of course, is the party that he's from Uh, Even Mitch McConnell, though, who is the most senior Republican in Congress, uh, doesn't agree with delaying the election, saying that even through wars and depressions, uh, they've gone ahead with the elections on time.
0: Worth noting, of course, Donald Trump can't change the election date himself. It does have to go through US Congress. We spoke about British-Australian academic Dr Kylie Moore Gilbert on Wednesday, Claire. She's serving a 10-year jail sentence in Iran over spying charges. She's recently been moved to a notoriously violent and dangerous prison. Now family and friends have hit out at how Australia's Department of Foreign Affairs is handling the case.
1: The way the Australian government has approached it is through a strategy called quiet diplomacy, but her supporters say that that clearly isn't working. Her situation has worsened by being moved to that really terrible prison uh, rather than it getting any better with discussions happening behind the scenes. They've launched a public campaign, there's a website, uh, and they're really worried about her.
0: In a recent recording from behind bars, she's said to be tearful, terrified and unwell. To sport and the number one female tennis player in the world, Ash Barty, has pulled out of the US Open, Claire.
1: She says she doesn't want to put her team at risk. Of course, COVID-19 is still uh, increasing in terms of the numbers of cases in the US. And yeah, she said that that's a position that she doesn't want to be in and certainly doesn't want her team to have to be put in. It'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks uh, who actually does commit to going to the US Open. That starts at the end of August.
0: Alex Demonore, Nick Kyrgios and John Millman have all confirmed at this stage that they will be heading over there speaking of sport a quick message now from our podcast partner origin energy this one has been a long time coming for netball fans from tomorrow super netball is back origin as a major partner of netball australia is all about bringing some good energy to the players fans and community clubs across the country you can find out more about origin's ongoing support of the sport including the return of super netball via the link in your episode notes Friday Lights, Claire, and anyone looking to do some cooking over the weekend and do it well might want to check out Martha Stewart's Simple Technique for Cooking the Perfect Chicken Breasts.
1: It's a good one. I really got in a rut with chicken. Uh, it's such a great oh. protein to have with dinner, but it can be just so dreary. But uh, this really did put a pet back in my step. <laughs> winner-winner chicken dinner, as they say. Absolutely. (laughs) That's available in
0: the Friday light section of the Squeeze Today email. And big news in archaeology circles. They reckon they've found the origin of the Stonehenge stones.
1: Yeah, and of course that search has been on for a while. There's been plenty of people dedicated to trying to unpick exactly how Stonehenge came together. Uh, This week, researchers have nailed down where the 20-tonne, big 7-metre-tall pillars came from, and that's from woods 24 kilometers away they still don't really know how those people got those stones to the site of course we're talking about four thousand five hundred years ago uh, but it was a mighty effort and that's what they talked about it goes um to the subject line today which is the Beatles song boy you're going to carry that weight which is what they did Except we don't know how (laughs) they carried it somehow
0: (laughs) somehow And finally, something you may not have known is that each Saturday morning, The Squeeze releases a quiz, naturally called The Squeeze Quiz. It's 10 questions, and we'll test out just how across the news of the week you are. You can find it on our website, thesquiz.com.au forward slash quiz. I'll pop that link in your episode notes. Maybe a, a good activity for those in lockdown over the weekend, thinking of you all in Melbourne, of course, and we will chat to you on Monday. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.